gentlemen. Welcome to our show. Good morning, Arnie. Good morning, and nice uh, happy pre-Halloween weekend. Yeah. yeah? You happy like Halloween our glasses? Listeners. Our shirts, wow. our candy corn. You know, what can I tell you? Yeah, Artie has us all decked out with these uh, Halloween shirts. I want to put Flash my Dracula. Flash candy corn there you go. necklace. Happy what? Halloween! I can't talk much with them, but I want to shock you, lad. Wow, how did those poor vampires do it? All right, enough for the games here. Let me take hey, off. Hey, listeners, give us a call this morning at 773-763-9278. Let's get going. We, we got, got a, a wonderful show. show. Lots oh my of God, people. It's amazing today. You enjoyed the book, huh? Oh, it was excellent. Okay, was we'll talk more. I'm sending our photo right now to the Chef Georgette. 66. <laughs> and wow. let's get going. All right, let's see what our wonderful, wonderful chef has today. Live recipe segment with Chef Georgette. Celebrating. Oh, I don't need that one. I, I left that in there. Turf Halloween featuring Clash of the Monsters of the Deep. Wow. Some kind of squid versus, oh my, she comes up with these wonderful words. Colossal carp with lotus. That's the dog. That's my dog's name. And bitter melon, spectacular butchered. Bovini beef tongue. Oh, Bobby, I should have gone pick up some tongue for you, huh? Forget about it. On <laughs> chive and mushroom hay, infested with infested with crickets. She wanted me to go get the crickets. I said, H-E double <laughs> hockey sticks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Leeches, eyeballs, and cranberry and Leeches, pumpkin seeds. What? All right, you hungry for Halloween feast? Leeches. Good morning, Georgette. Good morning, Georgette. How are you, honey? Good morning, guys. Great to have you you on our show. Happy Halloween. Uh, Do I have to? uh, Do I have to get you some therapy with some of this stuff here? What's going on here? (laughs) Oh, I had. I told you I was going to get perpetually worse, and I kept my promise. Okay. I wanted to make sure you had an Andrew Zimmer Halloween. Okay. Do you recall Andrew Zimmer? He's one of my favorites. Love him. And he used to make gross on Halloween. So I couldn't get the brains and I couldn't get the head of the lamb. So I ended up with this. Wow. You you got the brains, huh? What? No. Excellent. I got gargantuan squid versus the colossal carp. Okay. Sounds amazing. We're all ears. Usually. Yes. Usually the gargantuan squid is stuffed when it's roasted. That, that type of a squid is usually roasted or made into like a stew. Uh, they sometimes cut it up and make it into a uh, into fried segments, but very, very often it's stuffed with a rice mixture and you, you use it as a roasted object. Now the colossal carp, any fish head that size, is usually made into a soup. But I couldn't resist because Father and I were sitting in International Market and we were playing with the food. Uh-oh. And we thought this looked really disgusting. Bobby, and wow. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Devin's putting up the picture, looks but my God. <laughs> looks pretty interesting. It does. Go ahead. I, in a bowl, I took sun-dried tomato pesto sauce and I mixed some tarragon in there, a quarter cup of sherry, and I rubbed it all over the head of the fish when I put it in the roasting pan. Now, in another pan, I put the squid with, in, in a bowl. I mixed in a half a cup of olive oil with the juice of one lemon and some oregano and thyme. What I did was I, I poured that all over the squid, and I roasted them. Mm. I roasted the, the carp until it was red, and the squid, of course, until it got that red-brown color. And when it got, that was about 40 to 45 minutes each. No, 30 minutes for the squid, 45 minutes for the fish. Uh, the fish I roasted at 375, the squid at 350. Now... You know, bitter melons are really bitter. They are very bitter. So, Where do you find the bitter? Up, 
Do you have to take them to get therapy? They're so bitter? No, 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 no. Where do you find them? No, usually melons are sweet, you know? (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, bitter melons are are about the most bitter vegetable you can find. Mm. Um, We know a few people are more bitter than that, but we won't mention their names. (laughs) Evan's in the other room. He would agree. (laughs) Forget about it. This melon was introduced from India to China, and it went wild. What they do is we take a tablespoon of sugar. uh, I took live ponzu sauce. It's like a soybean uh, soy sauce that's based on lime. And I took two tablespoons of mushroom soy sauce. And one tablespoon of sesame seed chili sauce. Wow. Chili. Sesame Mix seed. Mix those dirty. up all. I hear. And chili don't forget sauce. the what? sugar. Wow. Yeah, you definitely need don't the sugar, huh? We were talking about bitter people, uh, Devin. You know any bitter people around here? Oh, he agrees. Okay. <laughs> now, I, you have to get rid of the seeds. The seeds are what makes it bitter. And after you score out the seeds, you know, you cut it a long way, you score out the seeds, cut it into slices, and fry it in corn oil. I did corn oil this time until it started getting tender and started getting brown. Then I took that soy sauce mixture that I made and I poured it into the oil. And I sauteed it for another 10 minutes. That sucker is so good, you can't stop eating it. Wow. Sounds I'm being serious. I believe you. A tablespoon, of, a tablespoon of sugar is all it needed. Bobby, I put my glasses ah. on. I try some then because I can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> they don't steam up your glasses. Now, <laughs> lotus root. I didn't realize this, but yes. the, the lotus root that has seven holes, and you can check by looking down the tuber, you know, once it's cut, if it has seven holes, Reserve it for a soup, okay? It's okay. a little tough. But if it has 9 or 11, slice it up. And what you're going to do is cut it into slices about a half inch thick. Put it in a bowl. I, I combined a bowl of ouzo. All right. There comes the drinking stuff. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Sugar and soy sauce, and I made a mixture with that. Okay. I placed three cups of water. And I brought that to a boil while I was mixing the ouzo concoction. And what I did was I boiled the lotus root until it was tender. After that, I put the lotus root in corn oil in a wok or a skillet. I added the um, uh, soy sauce mixture and I sauteed it for 10 minutes. Let's talk about another vegetable that we add to our list of it's never going away. Okay. That's how good it was. But you want to hear about the butchered bovine beef tongue. Oh, definitely. It's almost Halloween. (laughs) Beef tongue, what? My friend Roosevelt. I hope you don't scare our guest coming up. He's sitting on the phone listening. You know, he's going to talk about ghost towns of Route 66. I don't think that this beef tongue will scare him. Go ahead. I didn't use anything from Route 66. I I took my own gun. Got it. Uh, (laughs) I boiled the beef tongue for one hour. After you boil it, you take it out. And, of course, I had Father do this. I had him cut off the upper layer of the skin. So you take this whole skin membrane off the entire tongue. And after you do that, I mixed one cup of tomato sauce with a half a cup of sherry, a half a cup of pesto sauce. I chopped up some golden chives. And I put in some seafood mushrooms and a tablespoon each of oregano pine and garlic powder. Now, I saw I rolled these all up together. I put the bed of uh, mushrooms and golden chives on the base of my roasting pan. 
I placed the tongue on there. Then I took that sauce I made. I poured it all over the tongue so it looked disgusting. But I didn't stop there, guys. I brought in my featured ingredient. Uh-oh. Cricket. <laughs> I got toasted cricket. Wow. And I toasted them all over the tongue. Cricket. They're real bugs. If they were chocolate-covered, I would have come and picked them up for Bobby, and I would have ate the chocolate-covered ones, right, Bobby? Oh, they're great. Forget about it. (laughs) They're like eating toasted nuts. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You should have seen Father's face. He wanted to see me eat them. Did you? I already ate grubs in front of his dad, so, you know, the two of them were disgusted. But anyway, God bless this, though. Now, I roasted this at 375 for 45 minutes, and boy, did it come out great. The meat was tender. You cut it into slices, and you lay that on either a sandwich bread, like a focaccia or something, or you can just have it like that with all the little grubs and everything that I put on there. And you'll have a real treat. Okay. Wow. Now, you wanted to hear about the lychee eyebrows? Yes, please. Cranberries and pumpkins? Please. I (laughs) I got fresh cranberries. I sliced them a bit, and I put a pumpkin seed in that slice. Now, if you get the lychees fresh, you're going to have to take out the seed yourself. But if you get the lychees in the can, they are the most... I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't have any for you guys because I ate them all. Those lychees are so sweet. Leeches, forget about it. Leeches, crickets. No, they're not leeches. Oh. They're lychees. Oh, lychees, lychees. Yeah. Yeah. A good friend of ours is listening now. I this is a Halloween show, <laughs> so, so that falls in line. A good friend of ours, Michi's listening, and wow. I understand uh, my sister told me a young lady, Nancy's listening. Her father he taught me driver's ed. So, hi, Nancy. Go ahead. Now, you stick the cranberries in the lychee socket. Oh. Because if you get them, if you get them in a can... You can. You just have to pop the cranberries in. Otherwise, you have to uh, seed them yourself. And let me tell you, that's all you have to do to this. Okay. And you have to enjoy it, and you'll have a great Halloween. With all these recipes I gave you through the month, you should have a spectacular Halloween dinner. That's right. Wow, that sounds amazing. I'm going George to, um, <clears throat> we won't mention. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you next week. Oh, George you know Jett. my instructor, you know, for people that don't know, I'm an architect. And he used to say to me, Bobby, my instructor, the architectural, he says, a cow has a large tongue but does not speak. I, I, to this day, I don't know what that meant, but uh, he also used to say, the road to hell is paved. So, on those two comments, have a great week. Yeah. We love you. George, yeah, we love and you. And we got to get our next guest work. on. We've been running a little late. Thank Thanks you. Love you. Work. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, you take too. care. All right. Bye-bye. Let's go right to the quote. The quintessential boom and bust highway of the American West, Route 66, once hosted a thriving array of boom towns built around oil mines, railroad stops, cattle ranch, resorts, stagecoach stops, and gold miners. Boy, I wish I could have got some of that gold, pay some of the bills. Uh, our guest is a tourism development consultant as well as international acclaimed author. He's got lots and lots and lots of books. And But today we're going to talk about ghost towns of Route 66 for Halloween. Let's welcome Jim Hinckley. Jim, good morning. Welcome, Jim, to our show. Where are they now? Well, good morning. How are you folks doing today in Chicago? Oh, good. I hope you enjoyed our uh, breakfast uh, recipe. You know, if there's anything you want, we'll email it to you. (laughs) Well, I'm an old, uh, in in an earlier part of my life, uh, I had a John Wayne period, did a lot of ranch work. So I'm familiar with beef tongue and a few of those things. Oh, nice. And and maybe sometime we'll have you on. You can tell us how to cook rattlesnake or something like that. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I have. You see, Reynolds. What? It doesn't taste like chicken, but it is kind of like chewing on a chicken neck. Okay. Oh, it's like chicken? All right. Cool. Before we get into the book, Jim, 
Uh, we want you to give us a little bio about yourself. And then, but the important question we always ask all our guests, your favorite sports team. And if you don't have a sports team, tell us what your favorite uh, pastime is. So what do you want to do first, the sports team or your bio? Well, we'll do both. I uh, okay. I never was a big sports fan. My, my pa always said that if I had enough energy to play football or baseball, I had enough energy to work. <laughs> and uh, I did run track in high school a tad bit. And uh, the only sport that I ever really participated in and got involved with was during my John Wayne period. I, I thought rodeo was a good idea, and I soon learned that that was God's way of eliminating crazy people. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, rodeos? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. My bio is kind of simple. Uh, as far as Route 66 goes, you can cue the Twilight Zone music at most any time. But okay. Everything in my life seems to be intertwined with that highway since about 1959. Uh, we made our first trip west in that year from uh, Virginia and uh, followed Route 66 from St. Louis. In 1966, when my pa got out of the service, he literally threw a dart at a map. It was Yucca, Arizona, and just like the Grapes of Wrath, we packed up in Port Huron, Michigan, and uh, moseyed west on Route 66 to Kingman, Arizona. Um, we bought. He bought some property along an abandoned section of Route 66 in the Black Mountains of Arizona, and I learned to ride a bicycle, and I learned to drive on that section of the road. For a brief period, I was a long-haul trucker, and... Uh, I ran from Kingman, Arizona to Oklahoma City, which at that time it was half Route 66 and half Interstate Highway. And so most of my life's been tied to this road. Wow. Yeah, and I got the map open here as you're speaking in your book, and it's a beautiful, um, you know. Yeah picture of it. That's and, a great book you made, Jim. Yeah. Very and, interesting. And you know, writing a book, it starts here, and it ends out in L.A., and I'm going to be heading that way next week, uh, earlier than I was supposed to, but uh, Bobby still loves me, right, Bobby? Yeah. So, <laughs> a little disappointed. Um, I saw where it ended in L.A. last time I was out there. My son moved out there, but I want you to talk more about from L.A. because i got to go to a wedding to Arizona. So tell us some about those little towns that I should stop because we're driving from L.A. to uh, Mesa, Arizona when you get into the book, okay? Yeah, if you find yourself, it'd be a little bit of a detour, but not by too much. But if you find yourself in Kingman, give me a holler. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll buy you a cup of coffee. You got it. Uh, now, nice. I might stop in Kingman because my uncle, God rest his soul, bought some land there. I got to ask my cousin. He's out there. I don't know why he bought because he was living in Arizona. He was from Chicago. He moved to it. Was it like a time? This is probably about 30 years ago. Was it a good opportunity to buy land out there? You know, there's always been a lot of land boondoggles out here, but. Property the last five or ten years has really just skyrocketed out here in Kingman. But, uh, yeah, Kingman's a good place. Uh, you mentioned the ghost towns. When you come this way, there's a little mining town. It's more movie set now than mining town, but uh, Oatman, Arizona, okay. up in the Black Mountains. Uh, one of the refreshing things about it is all the, the, the streets, the boroughs run loose in the streets. They wander into the stores. I always tell people it's nice to see that not all the asses are in Washington. Um, <laughs> That's it's, uh, interesting. It's a beautiful little town uh, situated in the Black Mountains. It was the site of the last major gold rush in the state of Arizona uh, between Oatman and Gold Road. Gold Road is totally gone. Uh, to, to the east of me here along Route 66 is a faded little town of Hackberry, Arizona. There's probably old oh, 20, 25 people. It was once big enough to be considered uh, designation as the county seat back in the 1880s. Wow. So what uh, does an acre of land cost out there? Oh, good question. Yeah, right? I, I really... Yeah. You know, good question. Yeah, like a town of 25. Well, how much could I get an acre of land? You know, it, it depends totally where you're, where you're looking at, but you can get an acre of land out here for, you know, anywhere from $1,500 all the way up. No, that's not too Bobby, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's make some deals bad. out there and get us an acre and I'll just put a sign out there. Hey, listen, <laughs> and we'll put our first billboard up. What do you think? Hey, that will work. Okay, yep. done. All that's, right, that's a great idea. Artie. Okay, I'll try to keep it near Route 66 yeah. when they're driving. They, you know, not in the middle of the desert. Hey, we don't want the coyotes to. 
Hey, <laughs> See listen, it. that's a great idea. <laughs> I like that. Sorry. So, uh, where are you living now? In Kingman? Yeah, I live here in Kingman, Arizona. But... Uh, you're always traveling, which is wonderful, you know, because I was trying to, you know, I bought this book probably about a year ago for us, Bobby. Wow. And I've been trying to hound him down. We finally got him. So thank you for coming on. And uh, what a wonderful we, book. We, yeah. we, if we would have known about this about uh, three weeks ago, I, I was in your neck of the woods. I was up in Pontiac. I was speaking in Pontiac in uh, Atlanta. Wow. wow. Illinois. Okay. Well, next time you're up this way, you're welcome to come. We'll take you to lunch. We'll take you to dinner. We won't take you for tongue. We'll take you for, uh, what's your favorite Greek food? <laughs> oh, I love Greek food. You okay, bet. we're well, going to take you to the Greek. Yeah, so we'll Listen. take you to a Greek restaurant. We'll get some of that flaming cheese, and uh, we'll have Saganagi, some fun. Yep. And I did read that your biggest um, cheerleader is your wife, huh? Oh, my dearest friend, yeah. We've... She's up for sainthood this year. She's put up with me for uh, these crazy adventures for just about 40 years now. Wow. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Bless your soul. We'll start going through the book, but what's your next big trip? Where are you going? Well, uh, this was uh, this was uh, my first big trip since the apocalypse, uh, since 2019. Okay. We covered eight states, 3,900 miles. Uh, my next big adventure will probably be to L.A. in November. I've got some book signings out that direction. Nice. And, uh, Excellent. After that, uh, I've got some uh, book signings down in southern Arizona uh, towards the end of winter. Okay. And uh, well, talking about another trip, uh, another speaking engagements uh, tour in Europe, possibly New Zealand. Well, we wow. got a good friend That's and one of nice our top listeners. Our, I call wow. her our executive producers out there. So when you're ready to make a movie of one of your books, she's the young lady, Val Gobos. She's the one hey, you have to meet when you're out there. Interesting topic, Jim. Yeah. In well, you know what? That's Route 66. <laughs> well, she's listening. What do you have for her? Well, I'm setting in a 1951 Chevy panel truck right now. Okay. And I'm uh, building up. I'm going to be taking this on a uh, Route 66 tour here probably in the next year or so. And uh, going up with rack guides, rack cards, visitors' guides, and uh, school presentations programs. Beautiful. Be a great uh, program for to uh, follow the restoration of this truck and uh, taking it from Santa Monica Pier to Navy Pier in Chicago. Oh, you're coming here? Excellent. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let us know when you're coming in town. We'll on the road show you around. All right, Bobby, we're going to send him a couple stickers so he can yeah. pull one oh, that would be sweet. Uh, on yep. the truck somewhere. You know, probably maybe now? on a glass yep. or something. We don't want you to um, ruin the paint or anything. Yep. Okay. Don't worry, there's no paint. <laughs> there's no paint on the truck? <laughs> uh, wow. So... You woke up one day and you said, I'm writing a book, or did you go on the tour and then write the book? How did it well, happen? You know, I, I've always loved books all my life. Okay. Uh, I've always been a reader, and it was my dearest friend. You know, she she encouraged me. She said, you know, you like to talk about old cars. I've been a fan of automotive history. And uh, a lot of people over the years told me I had a gift for telling people where to go. So I just put the two together, and I started writing for magazines. And um, was associate editor for Cars and Parts and different publications. And about 20 years ago, I started writing books. My first book was about the Checkered Cab Manufacturing Company. Wow. What's the name of that and, book? Uh, what's that? What's the name of that, the title of that book? It's uh, Checkered Cab Manufacturing and Illustrated History. Okay. I'm going to have to get that one. It sounds interesting, yeah. huh, Bobby? The Checker Cabs. Yeah. yeah that, well, the company something started of the there past. in Joliet and Chicago. Right. Um, now, were they originally green with checkered, or is that how they started? Or was it a yellow cab that they went to green? I know there's a couple well, they out there. The yellow and yes, the green. They had yellow taxi. It was a complicated... It's a complicated, twisted story for another day. But Okay, we'll do another uh, day. John, uh, John Hertz of Hertz Rent-A-Car, he started a company building cars specifically for taxis, and he called that Yellow Cab. Okay. He sold that to General Motors. Morris Markin bought Commonwealth and Mogul Taxi Company uh, out of Joliet and reorganized as the Checker Cab Manufacturing Company. 
and it become fierce competition between the, te- the taxi uh, franchises uh, to the point where Morris Markin's home was firebombed there in Chicago. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, okay. that, that kind of prompted him. He was already thinking of relocation, and that prompted him to move to uh, the company up to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Okay. What we're going to do, we're going to hold that thought. We're going to go to commercial, and then yeah, we're going to we're going to do a show on that. Yep. But we're coming back, Ghost Towns of Route 66, and then we got a good friend calling later that's going to read an angel card. So if you want your angel card read, uh, give us a call. Yeah. Listeners, 773-763-9278. We're going to go to commercial. Yeah, and we'll, we'll be, be right, right back, back, Jim. Commercials time. Today's show is brought to you by Coors Light. Must be 21 and older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Your neighbor prescription headquarters, Tarby's Pharmacy, 5933 North Cicero Avenue, 773-545-0500. We accept most insurance cards at Tarby's Pharmacy. From Fannie Mae Candies, Hallmark greeting cards, office supplies, books, toys, sodas, toothpaste, drug items, newspapers, lottery tickets, toys, and so much more. Tarby's Pharmacy is family-owned, personalized service. Open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Saturdays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Sundays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Tarpey's Pharmacy, your neighborhood prescription headquarters. Attention out there. Atomic Bingo is looking for show hosts with good personalities, great part-time money, and very short hours. For more information, call 773-805-1900 and ask for Ray. That's 773-805-1900 and ask for Ray. Atomic Bingo. Always a blast. Since 1983, Windy City Sweets has specialized in candy and handmade chocolates. Our candy is a favorite destination for our faithful Chicago customers and is one of America's favorite online candy shops for gourmet gift baskets and more. Every week, we handmake our chocolate blends on site. Our Chicago Candy Store Chocolate Bar has more than 1,200 specialty sweet treats you simply won't find in many other places. From gourmet chocolate to homemade fudge, nuts, gummies, and our world's famous ice cream. Windy City Sweets is located at 3308 North Broadway Street, Chicago, Illinois. 773-477-6100. Windy City Sweets, where life is a little bit sweeter. your students the joys of science with Denoyer Geppert. We're the USA's leading manufacturer of anatomical models for education, with a number of our products on display at the Made in Chicago Museum. From autographed anatomy to zoology models, we have something for all ages. Place an order online today at denoyer.com. Their mission at Barrage Chiropractor and Wellness is to help you live a life of abundant health and wellness through a chiropractic lifestyle for you and your whole family. Barrage Chiropractor has been serving the north side of Chicago and the north suburbs since 2008. Dr. Barrage loves helping people of all ages feel better naturally without the use of drugs and surgery. With Dr. Barrage, you will see so many positive changes in your lifestyle on a daily basis. If pain has been stopping you from living your best life, Dr. Barrage can help. Call him at 773-545-9379 or find them at www.barragechiropractor.com. You shop local, you eat local. Why not bank local? Mega banks can be frustrating. When you bank local, your bankers are also your neighbors. We live in your communities. We support and volunteer for your local organizations. And when you bank local, your money supports small businesses within our community. Together, we make our community better. You get all this and access to the technology you deserve. That's banking done right. That's Byline. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Family Entertainment by JJ. JJ is an Arlingtonite-based family entertainer. He is an award-winning balloon artist and clown. He is also a very funny magician and a face painter who draws quick, simple designs to keep things moving. Ask JJ about his big bubble fun and his link to the North Pole. JJ will help you plan your party by using his years of experience as a family entertainer. Use JJ for birthday parties, corporate events, schools, and picnics. He also makes child care, nursing home, and hospital visits. JJ has been entertaining children and adults of all ages for over 30 years 
years. Call now for party planning and pricing. You can reach him at 847-483-4520. JJ is a Midwest Clown Association Hall of Fame inductee. Again, 847-483-4520. Abbott Painting. Painting and decorating since 1973. Abbott Painting specializes in commercial, industrial, and residential properties. Abbott Painting is a licensed general contractor, whether it's a wall, ceiling, floor, cabinet, tower, deck, fence, or anything you can imagine. Abbott Painting, with their 48 years of experience, applies premium paint finishes or wall coverings that will exceed your expectations. Call Abbott Painting and mention this ad for a 10% discount. For your free estimate, call 773-725-9800. Again, that's 773-725-9800. Thank you. At 5500 Park Place in Rosemont, Illinois, there stands Crust Brewing. Crust Brewing is a brewery owned by a father and son duo who have a love for beer and quality food, along with unmatched hospitality, and they decide to share their loves with the world in 2021. At Crust Brewing, they only have one goal, perfect the following three categories, beer, food, and experience. From beers made fresh in the brew house, to brick oven pizzas, and a location in the Parkway Bank Park, so you can experience uncrafted hospitality. Visit the website crustbrewing.com or call 630-653-5500. Crust Brewing, we dare you to find a better beer, food, or experience. Welcome to JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Chevrolet in Glenview is a family-owned business that's been serving Chicagoland since 1958. How has Jennings remained in business while so many of our competitors faded away? The simple reason is that Jennings delivers the low prices plus the quality sales and service experience that other dealers only promise. Every dealership pays the exact same amount to the factory for a new Chevy, but some dealers advertise phony low prices online just to lure you in. At JenningsChevrolet.com, every buyer qualifies for our lowest advertised price. The low price you see is the low price you pay. Jennings has one of the area's largest inventories of new Chevrolets and quality pre-owned vehicles. If you can't find what you're searching for, we'll get it through our express locator system. Thank you for visiting JenningsChevrolet.com. Jennings Reputation. Hey, listen, welcome back, listeners. Since 1990, America's storyteller, author, Jim Hinckley, has been sharing his passion for Route 66, his history and unique culture. Let's welcome our guest back, Jim. Welcome back. Hey, Jim, I want to ask you a question about uh, the realignment of Route 66 that was in your book. I went through your book. It's just a tremendous book. So can you just uh, touch on that realignment of Route 66? Um, I know that it was in the beginning of uh, when Route 66 started. Um, Before Jim answers that, I got the answer. Somebody bought some big land, and they said, let's move the road. But go ahead, Jim. Tell (laughs) us a true story. (laughs) Uh, You know, Route 66 was always, always in a state of uh, evolution, flux. And when people ask me how long it takes to travel Route 66, I tell them I don't know because I've only been doing it since 1959, and I still haven't seen it all. (laughs) Wow. uh, That's amazing. The road constantly changed. For example, here in western Arizona, the pre-1952 alignment of Route 66 went up and over the Black Mountains, over what was the, uh, the predecessor, the National Trails Road. And then in 1952, it was realigned about 20 miles to the south through Yucca, Arizona, and that later became I-40. There in Illinois, you had a defense act passed in 1943 and uh, became a national emergency, so to speak. They started uh, putting in four-lane alignments of Route 66 to bypass uh, the downtown districts of some of these communities like Odell, Illinois, and other places to facilitate traffic flow. In... um, down in Missouri, when they built Fort Leonard Wood during the war, they bypassed the real narrow uh, bridge down at Devil's Elbow, and they built Hooker's Cut, which was at, which at the time was the deepest road cut 
in uh, the United States. So the highway's always, always been in a state of change and flux, but it could never keep up with uh, the explosion in, in traffic. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Jim, hang on there, because I want to I wanna bring um, Rosie or Roselle Lombardo, author, certified natural health professional, enzyme digestive health specialist, and our good friend of ours. Hi there, dear. Good morning, Rosie. Welcome to our show. Oh, Where are good they morning. now? Good. I good want morning. you to meet Jim here. What a wonderful book. We're going to have to give you a copy of it uh, on oh, Route 66. Have you ever been on Route 66? Well, uh, we're right in part of the century of finishing in because we are in Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, and it comes right by here. And every year they have a big festival celebrating Route 66, and they come from all over. Wow. Wow. Wow, that's so cool. Jim, do you, have, do you want um, Rosie to uh, have one of your angel cards read for anything? Yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rosie, go ahead. Oh wow! Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna read for the author. Yes. So, so be- before I pull the cards for Jim, um, can I just do a little intro because it's do, Halloween? Do whatever oh, you want. Great. That's why we have you here. And we got Jim here. We all have right. a caller waiting. So go ahead. Awesome. All right. So so we all know it's that time of year, um, but what a lot of the audience might not know is that it's not just legend that has it. Things happen in the atmosphere around this time of year. And so many cultures celebrate what is known as the Day of the Dead, which is right after Hallow's Eve. Correct, correct. Wow, Day of the Dead. And the Day of the Dead is celebrated everywhere. Um, Latin America, Japan, Italy, all of the Latin countries, Haiti, all over over the, the world. However, what a lot of people don't know is that on Halloween night, the veils between the spirit realm and the earth plane are the thinnest. And that's why they celebrate um, having the spirits come and visit you, your, you know, your deceased relatives oh, come wow. to visit. So um, keep that in mind. It's also the time of year where, where the angels are here all the time for me, um, but it's real easy to read. So celebrate Celebrate your ancestors. Right. Buy some food. Have some cake. <laughs> right. It's, wow, that's uh, interesting, Rose. The evening before All Saints Day, November 1st, and that's my name, Stay Bobby. Are you Anadhiri? Anadhiri in Greek. Nice. Yes. See? So go ahead. I'll let, you, I'll let you do a reading for Jim. And Okay. So, Jim, do you have a question, or do you just want me to pick a card for you and let the chips fall where they make? I'll defer to you on that, young lady. Pardon? I'll defer to you on that. Go ahead. Okay. All righty. So this is this card is for Jim, and this is just let's see what is in store for you. So the card that I picked out of the deck for Jim is the six of um, clubs, and. Clubs are movement, movement, movement. So there's a lot of movement for you. But also the six is connected, the number six in astrology is connected with movement and service. So um, that's kind of in your DNA. So what's happening around right now for you, there's good news coming. I don't know if you put in for something or you're waiting for some news but there'll be good news coming within a couple of weeks. Um, Also, there's health improvement in sight for you because the number six is is a focus on health. And so you're going to be looking at some of that. And and the world is your home, Jim. So to be comfortable and happy with it, you first have to be comfortable and happy with yourself. So um, enjoy, enjoy yourself. And enjoy what you do, and um, help is coming. That's it. Wow, Jim. Hey, that's awesome, Rose. That is awesome. Jim, yes. can you hang on a little bit more? We got a caller here. Uh, who's that, Jerry? Line one. Good morning, Jerry. Welcome, Jerry. To show. Good morning. Now, do you have something for? Good morning. 
Good morning. Do you have a question for Rose, or you just wanted to pull a, a card? I'd just like her to pull a card for me. Okay. Okay. Hi, Jerry. How are you today? Hi, Rose. I'm doing fine. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing awesome. So I'm shuffling the cards for Jerry, and I'm just going to pick a message. Pick a card, pick a message, and your card is the Ten of Hearts. Um, the Ten is Capricorn, and it's a, it's a number of completion, Jim. Um, and That's Jerry, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Jerry. Jerry. Yep, I apologize. So, Jerry, Capricorn says lucky, 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 lucky. So, good fortune is coming for you. Um, and, and basically, it's smiling upon you. Uh, it's radiant. So, it's not just a good luck. It's like good, good fortune is coming for you. Um, so, the, the, the mind treat with this is says, uh, lucky I am. Yes, yes, yes. Fortunate I am. Say it. But what the message for you to take with you, Jerry, is I grow from each experience into something greater. And I have at my disposal a myriad of angel helpers. So anytime you need help, just call on them. Um, because fortune is smiling on you big time. And take that with you. All right, Jerry. All right, good luck. Uh, you can stop you, eating the lucky charms. You got your yeah. luck now. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. All right, Jerry. Thanks All right, for thank in. you. Happy Halloween. Uh, before we go to the next caller, let's let's pop Jim back in. So, Jim, what book are you working on right now? Well, uh, I, I just uh, I had two books released this year. I made the best of COVID. Uh, I'm not working on a book right now. I'm developing a podcast and YouTube channel and some community education programs. My newest book that just came out in September was The Back Roads of Route 66, uh, short detours, side trips that will enhance the Route 66 adventure. And um, little trips like down to Steelville, uh, Missouri, and Merrimack Springs Park south of Cuba, Wallapai Mountain Park here in Kingman. Um, Supai, the amazing village of Supai. It's the most remote community in America. They still deliver the mail by mule train. Wow. Uh, I would like to get a job mule. like wow. that, Bobby. That's interesting. <laughs> Mules. Uh, tell everybody your webpage and how to get a hold of you so they can buy these books and listen to your podcast, Jim. Uh, it's simple. Just jimhinkleysamerica.com. There we go. H-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. Got it. Okay. Great. All right. Let's go to another call, Jim. Hang on, if caller. you like, if you got to run, thank you. But we got go ahead, caller. Claire. 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 Good morning. Good morning, Claire. Welcome morning. to our show. Where are they now? Hi. Are you still doing angels reading? Yes. yes. You, do you have a question, or do you want Rosie just to pull a card for you? How do you want to handle it? I kind of have both, but if I can, if I can just pick one. <laughs> pick okay. one. Which one do you want? Question, or do you want her to pull a card? Oh, I just pulled a card. Okay. Okay, hi. Hi, Claire. Hi. I'm I'm pulling a card for Claire as I'm shuffling. And let's see what your message is for today. Oh, lucky. Wow. So (laughs) I pulled the three of diamonds for you, and it's an angel. All the diamonds are are a specific angel, and this angel is called a Patriel. You know, they're not all the four main angels that everyone knows about. There's a slew of different angels out there. So a Catriel is spelled A-K-A-T-R-I-E-L, and he is known as a golden prince. The number three, because that's, that's the three of diamonds, the number three... Um, is communication. Three is Gemini, and, and in astrology, Gemini is all about communication. So what this card is saying to you, Claire, is when life seems difficult and good chance and fortune are hiding from you, it's because you've forgotten how divine you truly are. So this angel will actually help you remember 
remember how divine you truly are. So this is a, a card also of heart-to-heart talk. If you need to have some of those with some family members, this is also a card of um, uh, there's a trip that you're looking in the future, and it's going to happen. You're going to be taking that trip. And this is a card of, of um, talk shows. And here you are talking with me. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's cool. Oh, my goodness. All right. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Thank Interesting. You so much. You're welcome, Claire. Well, Who's our next caller there? In. Have a great day. Good morning, Wendy. Welcome to our show. Where are they now? Wendy, can you hear me? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Thank you. Good. Do you have a a question for Claire? Do you want her just to pull a card? How would you like it? Oh, Wendy. I'd love if Rosie could pull a card. Okay. All righty. You wouldn't say that if you were playing playing, uh, poker with her. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Wendy. I always like to connect with the voice as I'm shuffling. So, um... This card I'm picking is for Wendy, and let's see what the message is for you today. Okay, so um, we picked the two of diamonds, but right as I was picking that, another card fell out. So I'm going to give you a little brief of that second card at the end of this. But your main, your very, very main message is coming from the two of cards. And... And the two is Taurus. So Taurus is connected in astrology with lots of passionate feelings, um, relationships being stimulated. It's also connected with love and money. So there may be a little bit of money coming your way. Um, This is also connected with love letters. So... And and love letters don't necessarily have to be from a passionate lover. It could be a love letter from a relative, a mom, a dad, a grandparent, any of that. So the message with this particular card says to remember that feelings of love endow your mind and body with personal magnetism. So your course, your love really navigates it, and it navigates everything. Um, so it's asking you to remember that love navigates and, and prosperous relationships light up your life. That's what this card is bringing to you. Um, but let me give you a little bit of the card that fell out. And normally I don't do two card readings, but if it falls out, that means I need to give you a message. So this is okay. of space. This is the eight of spades that fell out. And the eight of spades is a connotation of a little bit of a negative energy. That doesn't mean that bad things are going to happen. All this means is that this might be in front of you so you can change direction at any time. So this is the card of a little bit of stomach distress. I don't know if you've had some digestive issues lately. Um, oh, my gosh. So, have you? You're saying so much. Um, first, I'm, I've been looking for letters from my late husband. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, um, on topic with that, um, I just I broke up with a boyfriend, and okay. I've had awful stomach issues because of the stress. And um, relating to the um, the digestive issues, also is something I wanted to mention just on the show in general because uh, you guys have a friend that works with uh, digestive enzyme medicines. I don't remember his name. Um, uh, it's one of your sponsors, I believe. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I think Ro- Rosie oh. does that, too. I think they Rosie does that, yeah. Me. But, when, but, Wendy, I'm retired. But if, if you'd like me to do a little consultation and maybe direct you somewhere where they can help you holistically, I'd be happy to do that after the show. Right. Okay. Rosie, give so, out your oh, number no. or email for our, our listeners well, if they want to get a hold yeah, of you. We'll email her. We'll email her. Got it. Okay. Okay. All uh, right. Can I have one more question? Can, can you well, we got one more. We got one more waiting and run out of time. We'll send you uh, the info. Uh, you can reach us at um, 
uh, well, the we primary. That you called in. Um, okay. Okay. Can oh, you please keep the name of the sister? Right, thank you, Wendy. It just it just says you. spirits need to be lifted, and you can do that on your own. Right. Amen. All right. right. Our you, author, Wendy. Ghost Towns of Route 66, is Jim, H-I-N-C-K-L-E-Y. Uh, you can send us an email at heylisten820am at gmail.com. We'll send you the show. We'll send you everybody's emails. And who's waiting there? we got one more call okay. real quick, very quick. Good morning, Patrick. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to our show. Where are they hey, now? Hey, listen. Hey, Patrick. Listen. How are you? I was, uh, I was good, good. I was just listening, and uh, that, uh, you know, the Route 66 thing, Jim was sitting in his panel truck. Yeah, Jimmy's well, still I on the phone. 19- Go ahead. He can hear you. Excellent. I, I have a 1966 Lincoln, and that's been one of my dreams to get the car redone and travel Route 66. And I, I just retired, so I'm Congratulations. hoping that maybe I can accomplish that. Congrats. Do you Congratulations. Want, do you want Rosie to give you a quick reading? we got about a minute. Sure. You want her to pull a card? Sure. Okay. Patrick is waiting okay. for his card to be pulled. Go ahead. All right, we'll do it as quick as we can. Hello, Patrick. This is Rose. Hello. Hi, Rose. I'm shuffling for Patrick. The card that I picked is the Ten of Clubs. Ten means is movement, it's completion. So there's some high standards that you hold, Patrick. And it's saying that you're in the driver's seat. Wow. Cool. Gonna do that trip. <laughs> Go ahead. That's cool. Exactly what this says. You're in the driver's seat, so there's going to be a legacy that surprises you. That's coming out of somewhere that you're not, you don't know about. But, but wow. you are very proud, and it says the King Solomon sought out the sought out the angelic guidance and advice. So whenever you want to put something out into the universe or you have a desire. Capricorn is completion. Number 10 is Capricorn. Capricorn is completion. And that completion means whatever you're putting out there henceforth, Patrick, it's going to happen for you. There are Okay. Rosie, thank you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're like, we got about 20 seconds. We love everybody. Thank you, Rosie. Next week, November 5th, we have a theft identity. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, we love you. Jimmy, thank you. I want to give a shout out to Anthony and Nikki, the bus trainer, and also a speedy recovery to John. John. I hope you're feeling better. Congratulations, Patrick, on your And thank you. And sorry we we ran out of time. Love you all. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. The preceding program, Where Are They Now?, is sponsored by Art Andros and Bobby Drell of Halison Communications. The views and opinions therein do not necessarily reflect those of News or Radio Company or its management.